hey, you know what I believe? I believe every single person can make a difference and that we all have something amazing to offer the world. I believe in standing up for what matters and in putting one foot in front of the other. I believe courage is way more important than confidence and I'm addicted to seeing people break through what they once thought they couldn't. And that's why I started this podcast. I want you to believe in yourself. I want you to know that anything's possible. I want you to find the courage to stand up and do your thing. Everything's waiting for you. You just have to believe it's possible. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast. And here is where your courageous life starts. Hey guys, and welcome back to another week of the Get Off The Bench podcast. Wow, so much has happened. I tell you what, it's now we're going back into lockdown and all sorts of stuff, and I, it's just becoming so hard to manage. But I tell you, you've got to hang on to your dreams because now's a perfect time to be thinking about, you know, if life's not going to go back to normal, what what is normal for you and what would you truly like to do? We only get one shot at this. Let's really, really try and make it worth it. So, and anyways, Speaking of people that are just got one shot, well, I'll tell you what, this girl, she's young, young, much younger than me, and I tell you, I wish I had started and found my passion when I was so young. But today I've got Amy Hay with me. Now, guys, she's a woodworking enthusiast who has ex- very exceptionally and very successfully turned this incredible skill into a thriving business now learning many years ago from a very special man in her life and she can tell you about that she started with basic restoration and has fine-tuned this skill into creating incredible and unique designs and has unintentionally thrown herself into the elite of custom designers now she's not going to agree with me on that but you just wait till you see her pieces Now, after starting a small restoration business in 2014 called AJ Artwork, which sort of progressed then into Sarani Art and Events, Amy soon lost her spark because she ran herself into the ground and made the hard decision to cease the business. Now, that's something that we all seem to do, you know, and and she can tell you more about that, but it's a really interesting story. But then in 2019, she had a new home and, well, not a new home, but she got her home and she needed some new bits and who better to make them than her. And that's when the new Red was born. And she says, these are her words, it feels like I'm riding a bike. Well, if that bike was flying down a hilly road covered in large rocks. But strangely, it feels like exactly what I'm meant to be doing. That's so good to hear. But for me, uh, knowing her bubbly personality, I can actually see her flying down that hill, breakneck speed, squealing with laughter, crashing and going back for more. She's that kind of gal. <laughs> anyway, welcome, Amy. How are you going? <laughs> Thank you, thank you. I can just, I'm just gripping onto those handlebars, and holding on for dear life. That is, that is the best exa- example I can give of my life. <laughs> but you're doing buddy wonderfully well. Oh, yeah. thank you. That's very lovely of you. No, I am very well. Thank you for having me, Karen. Oh, oh, I'm so glad to have you. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's that, that image of you flying down the hill on your bike. It's, it's mm. just so, um, it just resonates so well with the passion that you throw into life, you know, and, you know, I'm just, we're just talking before, you know, Instagram feed and all that sort of mm. stuff. And you can just see it in you that you've just got this, you, uh, you're, 
bursting with passion, you know, and you just throw it out there for the world to see. And it's it's in your designs, it's in everything. And it's it's just so bloody refreshing. It's so oh. wonderful to see. Oh, that's lovely. I was actually just thinking about this this morning and I, I hear so many people like, oh, you know, only one more day till it's Friday. Yep. You know, oh, how many hours till knockoff time? Um, I couldn't tell you what the day of the week it is. And I actually have to set myself alarms to stop working. How fantastic is that though? So like I got up this morning and I thought, oh, hang on, I've got to go back in at, you know, about 11. I had to set myself an alarm so I knew like, okay, Amy, (laughs) you need to stop working because you've got other things to do. So it is an absolute like 180 from your standard everyday life. That is very much for sure. Yeah. And they say that you should be doing something that, you know, if you're immersed in it, you Mm -hmm. lose track of time, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's Mm -hmm. exactly what you're doing. And yeah. What a perfect, because you're really living, you're not just, but you, or you're also making money from yeah. what you love and, you know, yeah. the, 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 the ikigai, you know, do what you love, do what yeah. you're good at and do what the world needs, do you know, and that's the sweet yeah. spot. Do you know that, you know that quote, um, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah, yeah. I could not agree less because you will work all day, every day. You will absolutely, but you will love it. You will absolutely love it Mm. Um, and time will pass without you even realising. So it is just something that I'm incredibly lucky to to have found and you say young, it doesn't feel young. (laughs) (laughs) It feels like it's taken me a long time but, I, yeah, I wake up every day and I'm incredibly thankful for what I get to do. Yeah, that's wonderful. And it's kind of like you're talking, you know, you're, yeah, it's just fine-tuning, isn't it? And just yes. Just fine-tuning until you get it. But, mm-hmm. well, you are young, but, um, you know, we, we don't <laughs> need to We don't need to sort of, you know, hash out my, my sort of ageing years. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know I, I, I wish I had to start younger. But you know what? Your journey is what it is. And, you know, mm-hmm. I've talked about this on many podcasts, you know, mm. and, uh, you know, everyone says to me, yeah, but, you know, you've got a bloody good story, do you know? And, and I wouldn't have had that without the years, so... Could not agree more. Yeah, I like there's there's been a many of experiences in my life that I've turned around and gone, oh god, are you kidding me? Like we're back here again. I've got to go through this. This is awful. <laughs> this is. But every single thing, like I can trace back, you know, five years, ten years, fifteen years of little things that have led me to where I am now. Ah, uh, that's so true. And we've t- yeah. talked about that too with others, you know, <laughs> in this podcast, you know, that, yeah. that all these things that have happened over during our life, that every single one of them has been a little t- a little stepping stone, a little mm. turning point, you know. Mm-hmm. The, and, and while we dismiss them at the time or sometimes while we begrudge them at yes. the time, yeah. you know, they, they truly are, you know, valuable things that are leading us right to where we're meant to be so wouldn't it be nice if we could see the end point oh. <laughs> yeah. well, yeah. well I don't know does that mean we need to be here anymore I'm not sure True. I always worry about that I think well I don't want to get to the end because then I can just go you know and I've yeah. still, got, still got a bit of things to do yeah to do. yeah anyway. nah yeah that's true yeah I don't know the answer that one's a big one but Anyway. That's that's not something we can address in a podcast. No, that's exactly right. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. Well, um, tell us about your journey. So, like, how did you how you got into woodworking, mm-hmm. and how all this culminated into the new red? I've kind of touched mm. on a couple of big um, mm. points, but give us give us a story so we can fully appreciate it. Oh, what a time! Um, <laughs> I, so from as all whenever I can remember, I've been out in the shed with my father lapping up everything that he could teach me. And I still, I can still remember, you know, um, 
10-year-old me, 15-year-old me, kind of just sitting there and listening to what he had to say. And I'm pretty sure about 80% of the time, I would just pretend I knew what he was trying to teach me (laughs) and then just follow along and hope that at some point I'd see it come together and I could understand what he was actually talking about. But um, it was, we were always in the shed. So he was, he was really involved with the community. He had an amazing job that was really, really interesting. And we were always, whether it was like out in the shed, physically putting stuff together, inside on TurboCAD, drawing up designs, um, down, we worked in the local Regent Theatre. He did um, lighting and he did production, um, you know, worked with the Rotary Club for, you know, we made um, all the art stands for like their annual art show, like so so wow. many things yeah and you know I think as a kid I fully just took advantage of that but I did not realize that everyone else didn't have this experience mm. didn't have this education wasn't shown these skills um and I loved it I just thought it is I yeah like I said I, I didn't understand that not everyone was in the same kind of position that I was um like you mentioned, I attempted well. I, yeah, I did. I had, a, I ran a business for a couple of years. Um, I worked with reclaimed, recycled timber. I made a whole bunch of home decor. I did some event planning, um, but it became like a production line. Mm. It was pumping out small, like high numbers of small objects for markets. I was working, you know, Monday to Friday to prepare for markets all weekend at markets just to kind of make ends meet. Um, I lost the love of it. There was no design. There was no, I wasn't pushing myself um, mentally. Mm. Um, I was just doing the same thing day in, day out. And like I said, I, I drove myself into the ground. I didn't love it. Um, and I was, it just became a chore rather than something I did for the love of it. Mm. Um, so I went back to the old nine to five, Monday to Friday, which, you know, we all have to do at some point. Mm. Um, and then in late last year, November last year, um, I was working in a job that, um, to be very frank, nearly killed me. Um, if I had stayed there another week, another two weeks, we wouldn't, I wouldn't be here to be having this conversation. It was mm. mentally exhausting. Um, I suffer quite uh, badly with depression and anxiety. So the effect that that job on had on me on top of that, um, yeah, it was, it was not a lot of fun. Mm. Um, I called my mum in tears from work one day and I just said, mum, I need to quit. And, um, she maybe wasn't as supportive at the time as she wished she was, but in hindsight, she a hundred percent knows that I made the right decision. And, um, I just said, I have to do this. This isn't, this isn't something that I can do anymore. Walked back to my jet, my desk, tapped up my resignation letter, gave my boss some choice words and walked out. Wow. Best decision I've ever made. <laughs> not once did I look back. Not once have I regretted that. Um, yeah, not even for a second. So I um, had, you know, probably in the month or two leading up to that, I had been doing bits and pieces of furniture, some kind of decor things, just kind of around the house and for friends. Um, and then I, after I made that decision, I sat down and I wrote a very kind of brief business plan. Um, to me, branding, marketing, things like that are very important. So mm. I had it all laid out. I purchased my business name. I registered my business and it's just grown tenfold more than I can ever have imagined from there. Mm. Yeah. 
And I didn't realise that you only started in there, but I do remember yeah. late 2019, yeah. and I do remember yeah. you kind of just exploding onto <laughs> onto Instagram. It's kind of like, who, yeah. who is this? Do you, Where you know, has she come from? I know, it was kind of like, how have I never heard of her before? Yeah. Like, because because you're a Gippsland girl, you know, yes. and, and you do you tend to you tend to hear on the grapevine about of people course. doing things, and and mm. you've just sort of. Um, you just you, you literally did exploded onto <laughs> onto Instagram with kapow and it was kind of like she's here. I know and I said to my partner who is this and she said I don't know and she said she's she's just got so much presence and so oh. much power and I said she's glowing I said who whoever she is you know like she is glowing like and and it was just you just and it, you did you you just you just made this entrance like kapow I'm oh. in my power you know I'm just standing here and but but at the same time I have to say it was very raw and honest you know mm. it was and I loved it because one thing I love raw honest people who are just mm. prepared to say I'm here and I'm at, here I am do you know and yeah and, and I screw up but yep. I'm going to put it out there anyway. And you you, yeah. you, you just exemplify that. Bam! Mm. And so that's how we think about you. You know, you probably didn't know that. In fact, you wouldn't know that because you're friends with people or whatever you call it on Facebook. Mm. I don't even know what you are on Facebook. But, mm. oh, I mean, on Instagram, yeah. whatever that oh, thing followers? is. Followers? That sounds creepy, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and so many times it's happened to me, you know, people have said said things like this after the after the fact and I had no idea that I was having an impact and so you would have you know known about oh the girls with hammers and stuff like that but yes you you would have had no idea that that we were sitting there thinking holy shit you know (laughs) wow bam you know it's it's a such a surreal world um you talk about that glow. It's I think it's the sawdust. I mean, I'm regularly covered in <laughs> sawdust. It's like a pregnancy glow, but without the awful side effect of children. Um, the I I am constantly amazed by what people say. I mean, I like I joke with my boyfriend about this all the time about how famous I am. Um, and <laughs> and you know I but I get messages from people and they'll go. Um, I mean, I got one last week from this lovely woman. She goes, oh, I was I was walking down the street with my mum and I saw you and I went I went to go and say hi and then I realised that I don't actually know you. Oh. I just, I saw you and I thought, I follow her on Instagram. You know, you, you kind of connect with people in such a way that they feel like they know you. Mm. And she's like, oh, then I was feel like such an idiot for going to say hi. And I was like, what? No, say hi, introduce yourself. Like, I'll stop and have a chat for sure. And... But it was just, you know, for her to just kind of go, oh, there's Amy. Mm. Not in a way that I wouldn't, you know, I would not have even thought about. So, you know, you do definitely reach people on a level that I don't think I'll ever fully understand. Yeah, I think so too. And I, yeah. think, I think that, the, you know, because you're putting yourself as, as a very open, honest person, mm. people do feel like they know you. Do you yeah. You know, and it's, it's, I think that's a, a wonderful quality because we're bombarded with um, all the fake crap you know mm-hmm. on, on Instagram mm-hmm. and um, you know Facebook and, and you know when you, when a, and a when a real person sort of th- throws himself out there you, you notice you really mm. you really notice and you know. yeah and especially like and it's only recently um, like I've always been very honest about you know work and especially in my personal life to some extent but it's only recently that I've actually just started discussing mental health on these platforms mm. and 
it's something that I have put off for a very long time because in any employer setting where Mm. I have disclosed or discussed my mental health issues, not once has that ended well. Yep. Yep. I mean, maybe the term discrimination is a little bit heavy, but the way that I've been treated from that point or things that I've been asked to do differently from that point Mm. um, honestly is disgusting. Um, And it is something that has always terrified me. Mm. I don't want people to treat me differently. No. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what, so it's something that I've only kind of discussed, started discussing recently, but I'm so glad I have because it's just opened up a whole nother world of people who can reach out and say, hey, you know, I feel you, I'm in the same boat, Mm. you know, can I, you know, and then I can kind of have a conversation with them as well. And I'm no psychologist by any means, but, you know, it's just another kind of channel as well. Oh, I think just having that person who understands, you know, or Mm. who who you say, I'm someone that you can say, I'm not alone, you know, to to have a chat with. And it's, it's, it's good because... You know, it's more and more, it's coming out, you know, more and more people are saying, oh, I've got depression mm. or anxiety. And, and, mm. and pre, you know, previously, and I'm just going to say five years, but I get my years completely wrong. It could be 10, you know. <laughs> um, it, you know, it was kind of like taboo, you know, and mm. it was oh, kind yes. of like oh, people with mental health issues, oh, you know, stay right away from right? me. Right, you might catch you, it. Or you might get, <laughs> you know, murdered or some, you know, right? like all sorts of things. But They'll just flip and stab you. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah, there yeah, was, yeah. And there was a kind of a very, as kind of a notion that um, they were no good, you know, people mm-hmm. with mental health issues um, were sort of no hopers and going mm-hmm. down the bad trail and would would end up nothing. But what's mm. it, what's really um, been wonderful is how many successful people, you know, how many people mm. are managing their life successfully mm-hmm. and are doing great things and are, are hugely contributing to society and, and are living very, very functional lives, you know, and mm. wonderful lives are coming forward saying that, that they are suffering with it in some way and mm. this is how they're managing it and this is how they're living a wonderful life. And I think that brings a lot of hope. And I think managing, perfect word. That, you know, that 100% is it, it is about managing what is in your life and what you have got going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, not perfect. And like you said, it, like, you know, for it to be taboo, when I was younger, it was, it, it didn't exist as in if you said you had it yeah. or if you, oh, you know, I have depression. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah. You know, it's not a real thing. You're making it up, whatever it was. It was just, it, it wasn't. Yeah seen to be a real illness Mm. so how things have changed and you know yeah it's extraordinary Mm. I think it's wonderful Mm. it's um yeah you know it doesn't it's 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 how you contribute how you sit within society do you know that matters it doesn't we've all got things that are not perfect I can tell Mm -hmm. you you know and it's Mm -hmm. it's just um it's it's we just got to embrace what we've got. We just got to say, what can we make? Yeah, exactly. How yep. can we make the most of this situation? But spot on, love it. Now, how? Tell us where the name come from. So the new, <laughs> the new red. You know, I'm tempted to say the big red because of your big personality. <laughs> but, you know, what, the new red. So where where did that name come from? I get asked a lot. What happened to the old red? <laughs> <laughs> Normally from old men who think they're funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, dad jokes. So yeah, yeah dad jokes. Yeah, yeah. So basically, um, by the time I'd finished Sarani Art and Events, I hated the name. It was too wordy. I just, I 
I really wanted, and I see all these business names with these fun little catchy names. And I was like, oh God, I just want something that's me. Um, I got out this big bit of paper and I just started writing down words and things that represented me. And um, I, so there was a couple of elements that I wanted to represent. A lot of my life, um, I've volunteered and worked with animal rescue. Um, Rescuing, fostering, adopting animals, particularly dogs, is a huge passion of mine. Um, And giving animals new life, second chance. Um, Then we talk about furniture refurbishment. It is. It's giving new life and a second chance to a piece that was probably going to end up in landfill or something Mm. like that. So that's where kind of like the new part, you know, um, came into it Mm. and read, well, I'm a ginger. Yeah. <laughs> I've got I've got no way of and again that is something that for so many years I struggled with. Yeah. Hated it. Yeah. Couldn't stand it. I dyed my hair. I just um yeah, couldn't do it. So again that I think that was a little bit a part of all right, Amy, you've got to embrace this. Yeah. Go with it. You know, stop fighting against it. Um and yeah, that's how it, it kind of came out. Isn't that gorgeous? Oh, that is gorgeous. The gorgeous ginger, because I tell you what, you know, the, we do, we, you know, there's this whole thing, oh, bloody redheads, do you know? But I know. I tell you what, you know, get a grip because, you know, I think if you embrace it and say, well, yeah. too bad, I am a ginger and I love it, you know. And oh. where, where do people go then? They can't, you know, it's kind of like, they? And I think it was like, again, it, this goes back to primary school, secondary school. Yeah. You know, I was that ginger kid glasses braces absolute nerd like you know and you you can only cop so much before you're like nah I've got to get rid of this you know Mm. so but no it was probably only geez less than five years ago maybe three years ago that I actually stopped coloring it and um yeah, just think of all the money I've saved. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and the punishment <laughs> to your hair. Yeah. Oh, I know. My hair loved it though. Oh, did it? it thrived with colour, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was just embracing it. But no, no, I love it now. I really do. Oh, that's good. No, I love that. I love that. Yeah. And so you've got in your business uh, now, you've got three, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'll call them legs or three departments, mm-hmm. three sections, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So you, you say enhance design and learn now I want to look at learn separately because I've got a whole few questions there to ask but (laughs) tell us about enhance and design and what what this means and how that's all I can say tell us what it means no absolutely (laughs) so um I wanted to when I'm talking about furniture refurbishment I I didn't want to uh, how do I say, not disrespect, but I didn't want to go, oh, this is a ugly old piece of furniture, it's worth nothing, blah, blah, blah. Every piece of furniture has good to it. Mm. It has good bones. It has something in there that just needs to be let out. And I feel, I sound like such a wood hippie when I start talking about these things, but <laughs> I look and I'll strip something down and if I can't see the good in it, I'll keep taking bits off until I go, that's it, there that's the bones. Yeah. I'm going to embrace those bones and work with it. So that's where enhance comes in. It's not about covering anything up. It's not about, um, you know, just getting rid of something. It is about enhancing the potential in a piece of furniture. Mm. Design um, came together because, so I originally, when I started the new red, I took custom orders for furniture refurbishment and for home decor. And I was doing little bits and pieces here and there. Um, and incredibly, and I'm very lucky, is I've got to the point where I've actually had to close down all of my custom orders. So I, I don't do anything anyone tells me to. <laughs> <laughs> I do what I want to do. I do what I think the piece needs. And I do 
if I get, um, as again, again, I'm very lucky is I've got um, a lot of local people who will get in contact with me and say, hey, I've got this timber, do you want it? Mm. And once I've got that, I can look at it and go, okay, this is what I love about it. This is what I don't love. How can we work to the strengths of it? And what are we going to make from that? Mm. So I've since refined the design concept to be, I will release 10, 20, 30 items of one thing limited edition that's it you won't see them again yeah so the design is literally from me sketching out pen and paper going onto the computer on SketchUp and drawing it out in 3d form going out to the shed making a prototype going back to my drawing board refining it it is literally the design process I then bash out 10 20 30 of them um and then make them off and and sell them as is and once they're gone yeah that's it so it's it's become kind of maybe I guess a niche market in that people know that I'll be releasing limited edition items Mm. they know what my style is they know what I offer and so they see these things and they go oh yep I want one of them Mm. um I released clocks and I had sold something like 10 clocks within three and a half hours of listing them wow I saw that clock that big one that is that yes. oh that's gorgeous isn't it yes, yes. so it, it's just it's things like that that there's a lot that goes into the process of it um and when you talk about like you know the arms of the business the elements of the business whatever it is it is I think also enough to keep me interested mm. I have a very active mind I'm always busy I'm always doing something and so I was worried going into the business that if I was just refurbishing furniture day in day out I'd get bored of it yeah yeah if I was just doing home decor day in day out I was like Ugh, you know so having the three elements of the business is enough to keep me interested and you know if you see on my Instagram story I'll be like oh my gosh I've had enough of this piece of furniture I'm gonna go and do something else <laughs> And it's that freedom of being able to do that. Yeah. And that's, again, with custom orders, I couldn't because I was working to deadlines. I had to answer to people. I had, you know, mm. and it was just one element of stress in the business that I didn't meet. Um, so while I'm lucky enough to be able to make pieces that I want to make and still be able to sell them and, you know, still have people want to buy them, um, oh, man, I'm going to embrace that. Absolutely. I think it's I think it's absolutely wonderful. And and seriously guys, when I said at the start, you know, wait till you see her pieces. You've you've <laughs> got to have a look. You know, the the big the the new oh, the big red, I nearly said it. The <laughs> bloody hell, the new red, you know, on Instagram, which we'll get to that at the end, but you know, but mm-hmm. uh, go and have a look. It's amazing. But now and I understand that. I understand I can't stand people telling me what to do either, so I oh, get I it. But, but <laughs> the, the the interesting, like, well, they're all interesting, but, the you know, I, I want to talk specifically also about the learn section. Mm-hmm. Now, that's mm-hmm. – I find that really fascinating and I love mm-hmm. what you're doing there. So tell us about how you extend what you're doing out to the public and how you're empowering yeah. people and, you know, what you're providing. It was um... – I still remember the feeling that I got when I did my very first workshop. So the the learn element came about, um, again, like I've mentioned so many times, I didn't know that people didn't have the upbringing that I did. I didn't know that people didn't have the skills that I did. Um, And as I kind of got into the business more and more, I had people saying, oh, if only I could do this, if only I knew how to do this. Mm. And I was thinking, well, I know how to do this. Why don't I teach you? 
Mm. And, you know, having the idea of, yeah, I want to teach women woodwork and actually putting that into play is, um, is it was honestly, it was an extremely difficult task. There, there is no one who will ever be more critical of my work than I am. Yep. There is no one, I mean, you would have seen even just down to um, images that I have prepared, branding that I have. I'm very specific about how my work is portrayed and how my work looks. Yep. Um, and so being able to go, yeah, no worries, I'm going to get a group of eight women and I'm going to teach them how to use five power tools. Sounds pretty straightforward. But there's actually a 20-page document and a 40, you know, bit slideshow and associated handouts and, you know, um, running sheets and all sorts of other bits, you know, photography consent forms, activity waiver forms, everything yeah. that has to be put together to get that in place. Yeah. So. The idea of it was, yeah, to teach women skills that they didn't have and that they wanted to have. Um, I don't think when I first started getting into that, I realised how much it would be involved. Um, and it is definitely a relief when I get that kind of first workshop in a new range of workshops done. Mm. Because then, you know, until you actually get teaching it, yeah. you don't know what's going to work. You don't know what's going to fail. You don't know what's going to run well. You don't know how long it's going to take. Um so it's probably one of the hardest elements of my business. And if you've seen what I do to furniture, that's saying something. <laughs> um, but incredibly, incredibly rewarding. Mm. Um, the, I, you know, I walked away from that first workshop. I was, I was giddy. I was shaking. I could not stop smiling. I was just, I, I couldn't believe how much of a difference knowing one little thing or five little things as it was could make to someone mm. you know um you know I've had women say you know it, it feels like there's just been this um thing that men don't talk about we don't talk about the tools we don't show the women how to do the tools and all of a sudden we do and geez it's not as hard as I thought it's not as scary as I thought maybe that's why they don't tell the women I know yeah. <laughs> and then it makes them look more important yeah. right that's what I think um and it, it it opened up these doors to these women just going, hey, I can do this. Mm. This isn't hard. This isn't scary. And this is actually really fun. Yeah. And I can physically see and touch what I've done. Oh, it's wonderful. So what are the two? Mm. You, you're teaching two workshops. so Yes. So I've got two at the moment. So there's an introduction to power tools, which is the main one, um, five basic power tools that I teach you the safe use of and then um, you get it's about a good hour to actually go around and practice with those tools wow. um, and then the second one is refurb 101 which is a guide to furniture refurbishment furniture refurbishment say that three times quickly <laughs> um, and it, it is quite heavily theory based I'm still trying to kind of fine-tune that to get a bit more hands-on into that one but it is so much information you know mm. and I'm not talking you know, pulling a piece apart and putting it back together like I do. I'm talking your just your standard refurb using the existing structure. Yeah. Um, there's actually a lot to it, even just getting the steps right and ensuring that you have a quality product. Um, I've actually just released a third workshop um, where we make a cheese board. Wow. I know. I'm super excited for this one. Um, that's literally what I'm working on at the moment. Um, so it's a follow-on to the introduction to power tools. So once you know how to use those tools, it's like, hey, come back. Let's make something and put it into play. So it's mm. full start to finish. Um, 
you know, choosing your timber, setting out your template, cutting it down to size, using your jigsaw to, you know, cut out those beautiful curves, yeah. sanding it, hand sanding, oiling, preparing, you know, all sorts of things like that. So, wow. yeah, that's one I'm really looking forward to. And that's nice because you get this tangible thing to take home and it's like a certificate, yeah. you know. It's, it's Yes. And that's what I, I kind of, I wasn't sure how it would be perceived, especially with the intro to power tools. Like you walk away like with your safety kit, but other than that, it's the knowledge and experience. So it's there's nothing tangible that you're walking away with. So it's something when I was launching the workshops that I was really worried about because um, I was like, oh, are people going to pay to do this when I'm not actually giving them anything? Um, but to be honest, I've only ever had two people complain about my prices um, and the rest have told me I'm too cheap. So mm. I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I think it's a really difficult thing and we all experience this. You know, yes. like I'm still fine-tuning get-off-the-bench workshops. Yes. You know, every time yeah. something else comes up, I think, oh, that's yeah, that's a better way to do it. You know, or this, mm. this is, oh, gee, I never thought to add this question in or to, mm. to, to prod people about that. And we're always doing it and we always question our prices. Mm. We always do it. It's a it's a it's been one um it's been my achilles heel you know for all yeah. my life is um and normally at 3 a.m when you've uh, got no, other things no, to be doing I, no i'm a good sleeper <laughs> oh lucky you <laughs> I, I hit the pillow and within two minutes i am out and i don't wake up till the morning no i i love sleeping but um it's no it, but it's it's that kind of will people pay you know what am i offering mm. um what if they think they haven't got enough out of it you know and then i'm gonna feel like i've ripped them off and it's just it, it just mm. that kind of crap goes on and on and on in our heads you know that's been I've been terrible at it and I'm only just mm. now I'm actually doing now right now a self-development program um, yeah. specifically so I can see my own value because I can't yeah. see my value and I yeah. know that sounds ridiculous because you know everyone else says well I can see it but yeah if you can't see it yourself you know it, it's it really holds you back yeah yeah and I think that when you're talking about um I think the cheese board's great and I think that's wonderful mm. that you got something tangible and a real pride thing. You know, I did this mm. myself, but... Yes. But when you talk about um, the power tools thing, not giving people anything, I, I completely disagree with you on that because like, I, I've been using power tools since I was a teenager. You know, I don't, I don't yep. care. I love them. Um, but, you know, I often work out in the paddock with my partner who's, who's female and says, how do you use that? And I'm like, huh? Yeah. What do you mean? How do you use that? You know, and, it, you and it's yeah. kind of... <laughs> It's, it, it's, you know, I think that we underestimate, you, you're, you may be underestimating because you just take it for granted and you do it, but how yes. important um, being able to use a power tool is for somebody just to drill that one hole. To, because mm-hmm. because I know most a lot of women, I've seen this, you know, they want to put something on the wall and they just get a screw and a screwdriver and try to put it into, oh, into a bit there of wood. For days. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> then they crack the shits and it keeps bending and the screw keeps flicking across yeah. the room and just mm. to be able to put that simple starter hole, do you, yeah. you know, and, and to understand the concept of that is, yeah. is, is it just it everything everything becomes more simple and you don't feel like you failed and you don't get frustrated and it's yeah you, you really it is a is a major thing and I'm just talking about a, a drill I'm like this yeah. I'm not even talking about the others do you know anything but even do you know what the drill is one of those that um quite often so what happens in the kind of um practical session of that workshop is that I will go around and kind of just you know keep an eye on people help them where they need it and just if I've got any little tips or tricks that I wanted to add in um one of that and actually the one I get the most feedback on is how to correctly drill two pieces of timber together. Wow. Um, 
Yeah, because there's actually quite a few more steps to it than people realise. But you know what I mean? It's just those little bits of information that you have that you don't realise are so vital. And I think if anything, these workshops are teaching me what people need to know, what is the information. And it is just something. And, like, I do hope to be able to continue to develop workshops the way that I have um, to respond to what people need. I hope that it will be continue to be a growing kind of organism that as people give me the feedback on what they want to see, I can put something new in place. Um, that I think it'll be there forever. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. It, it's such an important thing, you know, and to be able to be, uh, I'll just say a handyman, it's not really a good oh, front, you know, handy call person. Call me a handyman, handy, I don't mind. Whatever. Yeah, I don't mind either. But, but it, you know, to have those um, skills... Mm. It, it really makes a difference, mm. you know, and it, it's kind of, you're not daunted, you're not overwhelmed, you know, it's kind of, oh, I can fix this, you know, bloody timber windows, yeah. you know, that's another Ooh. one, uh, you know, how how much grief yeah. they cause um, people. But it's and, also, I I think the most uh, uh, touching, I guess you could, that's a really creepy word, the, the thing that <laughs> I've found most influential on me is the feedback that I'm getting from my uh, students as to how it's changed things for them yeah um and I'm sure this one student won't mind me using her as an example but she had a father who wouldn't who knew had and had these skills but never took the time to teach her since doing my workshops they're working on things together he's buying her tools they're spending oh, more wow. time together and he's teaching her things just by opening up that little door that's fantastic and, you know, she was giving me, she was telling me this story and I'm standing there going, Amy, don't cry, Amy, don't cry. <laughs> you know, like you're in the middle of a workshop, you can't. And I was just honestly blown away. Like, and then, you know, I've got students sending me pictures of tools they're buying or projects they've been working on. And it just, it, I am absolutely humbled. Humbled would be the word. There we uh, go. <laughs> no, that is, is brilliant. What are you doing now with... um? With so because these workshops are face to face in they groups, has, has um all this horrible coronavirus stuff affected you, or are you able to uh, sort of corona? Are you able to spread people out far enough, or are you doing something different? Yeah. So how um so how I've worked it is basically uh well obviously during the the main lockdown period I had to cancel them there was Mm. no ifs buts or otherwise about that um but I was able to use that time to develop more workshops so that was honestly a blessing in disguise Mm. um with the workshops yes look we do space people out um you know in terms of seating and things like that the practical example there's not a huge amount of spacing that's available but we all are wearing dust masks anyway so it's kind of a win-win situation and Look, people kind of know that when they're booking it um, and under the current um, restrictions, and correct me if I'm wrong, while we should be observing social distancing, it's more about having a um, certain number of people in venue. Yeah. Um, yes. But obviously, um, you know, it's at their own discretion. And if anyone is feeling unwell or anything like that, mm-hmm. um, I don't charge cancellation fees. It's a it's a reschedule at a time that is suitable for you and, you know, yeah. just try to make it as accessible as everything else. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, that's really good. Good. Yeah. Well, yeah. ladies, um, you know, get, get on mm. to that because... Um... Oh, did I mention that they are exclusively for women? Did I? No, you <laughs> didn't. We, touched oh, on we, that? we did say you were teaching women, but you didn't say oh, they were exclusively. Yes, for exclusively for women, no men, and I mean like no men to the extent that 
even if my boyfriend comes and helps me set up, he has to go like half an hour before the workshop's due to start. So it is, yeah, it is, I want it to be a safe and welcoming space. Um, and I'm even looking at doing kids' school holiday workshops. And again, that will be girls only. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's going to be people who say that's very sexist and you're yes, excluding men. And, um, you know, I've, I've, we've had the same issue with this, you know, with mm-hmm. uh, Girls at Hammers Conference, you know, mm-hmm. but we say, we do say men are welcome, but um, there's it, it also a fine line there because it, it's, we don't, we want to hold a space for women where they don't feel intimidated, you know, Correct. or where they feel like... Um, at ease yeah and that they could just be themselves and they, yep. that they don't have to you know and there are a lot of women who don't care whether there's a man in the room but yep. there are there's some s- other women who do care that there's a man yes. in the room it's a very it's a very touchy subject and it is and it's not one that i um i went in intentionally to cause issue with um it is one that i've had a lot of people comment on um, and my main response is there are plenty of facilities for men to get these skills. Yeah, that's um, I'm true. pretty sure it's called a men's shed. Yeah. Um, but you know what I mean? There is, yeah. there is nothing for women. Yeah. And that's, that was the gap in the market. And that is where my passion lies with women in trade. You don't get a hairdresser going to study carpentry when their passion is in hairdressing. It's not about me excluding people. It's about what I'm offering because of what I'm passionate about and what I'm good at. Personally, I, as a 30-year-old woman, would not feel comfortable teaching skills to an older gentleman or even a younger gentleman. Like, gentleman, that's a very proper word. But it is about what I know where my strengths are and what I know I'm good at. That, that's all it is. It's not to make a point. It's not about excluding anyone. It's simply that that's where my passion lies yeah it's just filling a gap it's the same as saying to hairdressers well you you know you're doing haircuts but why don't you sell why don't you sell camping gear yep you know it's the same thing you know I think that it if we just get into our um, niche, say, this is what I offer because mm. there is a gap and I am qualified to fill that gap. Yes. And I think that's when we make a better work, uh, you know, better mm-hmm. work environment. But anyway, you know, everyone's, there's always going to be opinions either side oh, and, and too bad and because I think that we've just got to go and do what we're best at. Yeah. And especially like, you know, the second you put yourself out on social media, you're going to get those opinions. Yeah. It's a matter of knowing who you are, what you what you stand for, and what's important to you. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I was going to ask you a question about um, what fills your cup, but I <laughs> I reckon we've completely covered that. I what? reckon you've told what? us on it. Oh, My do you cup's think never even touched that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you want to add more to that? <laughs> um, I like I said, I like to keep busy. I I am someone I like to feel that I'm making a difference somewhere. Um, like I mentioned, I work with um, a rescue group. I foster dogs. Um, there is I'm actually just currently looking at dried blood stains on my coffee table from my last poor foster dog who managed to get into the wars on everything. Um, but I also volunteer with the local CFA, and they're kind of two things that um, I don't know make me feel like I'm doing my bit, giving back. But mm. also two things that I really love doing. So, look, there's a cup mm. and it's normally got vodka in it, but sometimes there's room for other activities. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love that you're fostering dogs. I love mm. that you've got that aspect to you. You know, yeah. I, I, 
Love, it's, I, I love animals more than people. Do you oh, know? And it's obviously, when, yeah. <laughs> and, when, and when people are doing great things for animals, you know, just mm-hmm. trying to enhance, um, you know, you know, their life. I love, mm. I love that. And when you were talking about before about enhancing furniture, I, I was getting this feeling like you're really just, lo- you know, loving to take that underdog with a broken oh, wing and say, yes. "Oh my God, you are so perfect and so beautiful." And let's let's spiff you up yeah. and get you back on your feet and back out there. And well, that the is very... exactly what you're doing. Oh well, it is the very first dog I ever fostered and adopted. Um, she was. 12 she was absolutely in a terrible condition she had like no teeth left so her little tongue would poke out the front of her mouth because she didn't know it was there and she was I just I fell in love I just she was the sweetest little thing um so yeah I think I've got a I've got a sucker for the underdog and there's probably a couple of ex-boyfriends in my history that would definitely agree with that um (laughs) but you know what I mean it's yeah I think it's more about seeing potential in things yeah. Where do you um, foster them from? Just in case somebody's listening, think, oh, I'd love to do that. Yeah. So I'm actually, I actually work with a, um, a group based in Melbourne called Squishy Face Animal Rescue. Yep. Um, and the reason I've ended up kind of further from home um, is because I found that my values really align with that group's values. Yeah. Um, it is not about money. It is not about the politics of it. It is not about some kind of hierarchy, advertising, nothing like this. It is about the animals. Yeah. Um, not once when I've been fostering with them have I, you know, have they questioned how much vet work was going to cost, um, how much, oh, now she's going to start barking, talking to the dogs. <laughs> she knows what She knows, <laughs> um, you know, how much, you know, something was going to cost or pushing an adoption just because it needed to get done. They are absolutely an incredible group and, yeah, one that I found definitely aligns with my personal values, um, which is why I've ended up working with them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. And I think it's important too that you find the, no matter where it is, no matter who it is, you know, you find the right one that really aligns with you. And, and you know, there's a lot in... Um, uh, just for the Gippsland people, there are are a lot in Gippsland too, mm-hmm. you know. So, mm-hmm. but but find find what um, aligns with you. And at yes. the end of the day, anyway, start somewhere because there are so many animals that, um, you know, need homes, and there are so many fostering groups there that you just just take a little pup into your house. And they're yeah. not little pups; they some of them are old. Anyone, but I tell yeah. you what, they need your love. Do you know? Yeah. And if, if particularly now we're in, uh, well, we're not in lockdown anymore. Well, mm. well, who knows what? We're who knows? In. What who knows? We're doing. I can't understand understand this no but um you know it's it's it while we were in most of our lockdown people were realizing that you know all the adoptions went up and all that sort of stuff and people were realizing that that animals hold so much value in our lives you know yeah. and they they are very very good for our mental health and for our well-being yeah and and it's so if you're thinking about it just just go do it anyway i'm not going to get into the whole animal rights thing but just go do it, you know, because they bring animals are just so unconditional and they bring so much to your life. But anyway, let's get moving. But you know, when I so that fills your cup, and I love it, and I love that you're part of the CFA too. And by gee, we need um people in there too. But mm. what about um, you know, you're talking about depression and anxiety before, and you know, while you're doing the job you love, like it's just so mm. fulfilling. There are going to be hard days. So when you mm. do have those hard days, what is it that gets you out of bed because you know staying in bed's not going to work you know it's not going to what what makes you get up how do you do it I think to be honest getting out of bed is the least of my worries because I 
you know, like, okay, for example, yesterday I was working on a coffee table that I turned into a kid's table and bench seat set. And I had used up all but the last two bits of timber from the original coffee table to make this bench seat. And all night I was just like, oh, it's such a shame that I've not used those last (laughs) two bits. So I'm laying there going, no, I can't go out there. Hang on. No, maybe I could. Maybe if I did this. And I'm sitting there brainstorming ideas about how I can improve this and still work on this. So this morning, as soon as 9am come and I could start those tools (laughs) up, I was out there itching to get it done and, you know, just kind of put my ideas into fruition. So I think for me, getting out of bed is the least of my worries because I'm always just itching to get into something. Mm. Um, For me, I think in terms of the anxiety is that I'm constantly worried that the products I'm putting out aren't good enough or I'm charging too much or, um, you know, what if I haven't cleaned it enough and someone finds dust in a drawer and they're worried about, you know, that Mm. or, you know, there's certain elements of my pieces and my work that aren't for everyone. And if you want perfect glossy furniture, go to Ikea, go to Harvey Norman, Mm. go wherever. If you want something with character and style that is truly unique that's when you come to me. And that's something I think I have struggled with for a long time and probably will continue to, but it is just a matter of at the end of the day, I have to trust myself Mm. because I know that I'm a perfectionist and that something will probably never quite be good enough, but I just have to trust that I've done my best Mm. and that people know what I'm about because I'm very transparent with that um and that they know what they're getting and uh, yeah I think that's the biggest anxiety about my job yeah is that it is that I'm not good enough or my work's not good enough yeah but I think um people are already telling you that you are and I also think that you are attracting the perfect tribe people who want the unique pieces do you know people and that's what you know people follow me because I don't get people coming to me and going, I've just moved into a house and I need a TV unit. I get people coming to me and say, I've seen that TV unit that belongs in my house. I don't care that I've got one. I don't care that I don't need one. That is what I want. And I want a new red piece. And that is the kind of people, and you know, quite often I get their old TV unit to refurb. So, you know, it's a win-win. But it is, I'm just gradually trying to learn to trust myself. And, you know, some days I get up and I it is surreal for me to believe that this is what I'm doing. Mm. This is my life. This is what I get to do every day. Um, and I think, and I don't know if I'll always feel like that or if, you know, I, I just think it's insane that I get to go out and work on these things and push myself and constantly try to do better than I did last time and people pay me for that Mm. well they also they also can see the love and integrity that goes Mm. into it and that matters to people do you know that that means more than something that's been um mass produced in a factory yes you know your your energy comes into their home as well yeah and like I said it's very much about a unique product but also everything that I have was either free going into landfill being thrown away you know what I mean it's Mm. about people are so quick and I know I'm guilty of it you need something you don't go down to the cheapest shop near you and you buy it yeah it's not and then throw it out when it's broken yeah or throw it out when it doesn't quite fit your needs anymore yeah so that's yeah that's where I think the difference is there 
Yep, it is a bad habit and we need to learn to... We were just talking mm-hmm. about it last night, you know, saying, oh, we've got all these odds and ends in our house. And yep. I said, yeah, I kind of like them though. And <laughs> Nikki's like, no, I'm sick of it. I'm seeing <laughs> all this shit everywhere. But um, anyway, now this um this podcast is about getting off the bench mm. and um, you have <laughs> done it, <laughs> it, it you know, in, a, in an amazing way. <laughs> what advice would you give somebody who's wanting to get started on their own business or side hustle? or even just a personal goal Mm -hmm. and who's just hashing it around in their head Mm -hmm. what advice would you give um I I don't know and I'm look I'm not holding to any um if this is good advice or not but (laughs) in my life and in my projects I always ask myself what's the worst that could happen so when I was stuck in this shitty job and I was absolutely in a terrible place I was sitting there going okay what's the worst that happens Say you walk in there and you resign and say you try this business and I knew I kind of had a, a bit of money up my sleeve that I could, you know, give it a month, give it six yep. weeks. And okay, so that doesn't work out. You can apply for a new job. Say you mm. don't get a new job. Okay, you can apply for Centrelink, which, you know, I didn't want to do, but I, I had kind of contingency plan after contingency plan to go, okay, worst case scenario, what happens? Mm. And it's the same as what I teach in my workshops is that someone will go, okay, what if I do this and this happens? So you tell me, worst case scenario, if this happens, what do you think you could do? Mm. And they will without fail go, okay, maybe I could try this or maybe I could do this or I could cut it this way and it'll look different like this. And it isn't about being scared of what could go wrong. Embrace what could go wrong. Mm. Use it as a challenge. Go, okay, this hasn't quite gone how I wanted it's there are it, it is too you we we have spent so many hours of our lives working and you know if we don't enjoy that mm. why are we doing it yep are we doing it just to have that fancy house so we can have our friends over to our fancy house and buy our fancy pool and drive around in our fancy car is that really what makes you happy or would you rather live somewhere a little bit cheaper, maybe not as nice, maybe realise what you actually need in life but be truly happy with what you're doing because at the end of the day, that's what you're spending the majority of your time doing. Yep. Mm. It isn't, I couldn't care less and I've, I mean, I remember once I went on a date with a guy and he said to me, how long do you think you'll be able to keep this up until you can get a real job? Wow. And I knew that second, for example, well, firstly, he wasn't getting a second date um and secondly that it's that kind of thinking that gets people stuck in these situations Mm. and it's that kind of thinking or even having people around you like that Mm. I mean you know my boyfriend gets home from work and he's that excited to see what I've been working on you know what I mean it's it's about trusting yourself knowing what truly makes you happy and just taking a leap but also have those people around you that support what you're doing Mm. because if you have that kind of negative attitude whether it's from your loved ones or your family or your friends or whatever that's just going to drag you down yep well um yes okay well that I'm not sure if my advice is good or not no that was fantastic like people I just mean by going to planning like normally people go don't don't think about the worst case no think about it Tackle it. No, great advice. Great. Go with it. Great mm. advice. Now, where can people <laughs> find you? Because I'm sure people are going to want to look you up. 
Oh, very kind. Um, Instagram's always a favorite one because I feel it's on a more personal lef- level. So it's just at the new dot red. Um, uh, Facebook is just the new red um, or the new red dot au if you're typing it in the hyperlink. And the website is thenewred.com.au so it's very new and very red wow that's great and i and i will put that in the show notes so that people can mm-hmm. find you easily yeah. but um you know i really do hope that they do find you at, at the moment at the moment um you know amy's only catering to the gippsland area but mm. um that doesn't you know that doesn't mean that you can't be inspired by this and start to think about your own stuff and start to think about you know setting up your own project or starting to be yeah. inspired by what Amy's doing and reach out like I have like I've got people in America messaging me and going you know I've been following your page I just bought this piece you know I'm going to strip it back do you have any tips and it's amazing like to to see that you know I've actually been able to reach people literally on the other side of the world um just through this this platform so again if you have if you want to just say hi if you want to chat if you want to send me a message and you know I'm more than more than willing to do that that is yeah it gives me lots of joy that's for sure that's that's awesome all right well guys we'll do that because take (laughs) advantage of it because um you know it's a real blessing blessing there so well thank you so much for um joining us amy because this has been a wonderful wonderful conversation (laughs) and you know you've shown that um you know girls can do whatever they want to do and we can um, do it better (laughs) but, but more importantly how when you you know you've got a passion just follow it, you know. Mm. So you, you're such a such a great example of that. And I'm really, really happy that you've um come and come and shared that with everybody. And really, thank you. I just well, I was I remember when I very first started, I was really, really worried that I would lose the love of it, um, and lo- lose the enjoyment of what I was doing. And I think that's why fine tuning it as I go, yeah. Um, learning what I do enjoy doing and what I don't, um, has probably been the most important part. So embrace yep. it. No one's going to get it right the first time or the second time. No. Or there's 47. No, it's time. a journey. <laughs> we are human. <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, no, that's great <laughs> advice. Well, thank you so much and really have, really have loved having this chat with you. Me too. Me too. I don't think I've sat still for this long, ah, in a very long time. I was just going to say, we'll let you get back to your, back to your. Oh, I'm itching. I'm itching. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll catch up with you soon. Beautiful. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks Karen. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, guys, how was that? Now, ah, wow. You know, if you've got something that you want to do, you've got this passion burning or you want something, you want to learn a new skill, don't stop now. Like, don't think, oh, because I'm a female, I can't learn this or something else. Or, yes, I really want to try this as a side hustle. I'm really itching to do it. Please do it because there are people out there like Amy who are doing what they really love and it is possible. I know it sounds cliche sometimes. People say, oh, I do the thing you love and, you know, then you get excited and then you lose interest because you're like, I don't know what I love or that'll never work for me or whatever. Even if you start doing it as a hobby, just give it a crack because, you know, honestly, life's too short. We only get one go at it and we might as well be doing what we love. So, that's it for me. I really hope you've had a really good listen and really started to be really thrilled about something just by listening to Amy. Hope you've had a great week too and really look forward to seeing you again next week. And again, thank you so much for your support. It means the world and I hope you're becoming more and more inspired each week. So I'll catch you next week. See ya. Hey, thanks for joining me. It really does mean the world to me. 
Now, if you or somebody you know is doing amazing things, make sure you send me an email to info at getoffthebench.com.au. That's info at getoffthebench.com.au. Otherwise, head on over to my website at kerenvaughan.com and tinker around there a bit and send me a message. Okay, catch you next week.